He sighed and stood. I need to find Renee. Did she say where she worked? The home and garden store in Woodman. Tegan rubbed her eyes and stood. I need to get back before Lucius kills Orion. Yeah, getting my roomie killed wouldn't do anyone any good, he chuckled. I rather like him alive. Tegan snorted. True that. So what are you going to tell Renee when you find her? I don't know. I'll figure it out. It's not like I can be all, Hey, I'm an immortal werewolf, and this is crazy, but you're a target, so stay with me, maybe? A burst of laughter came from Tegan at the mocking of the song. I think that would go over well. You're going to do a little dance when you tell her. Don't forget, if she knows anything about what's going on. She went to the front door and picked up her bag. You aren't going to win the bet. He shook his head and gave her a wave when she started out. See ya. After she shut the door, he took a deep breath and rubbed his chest where his tattoo was. He ached when he thought about the outcome last time he had a human in his care. Some nights he could still feel her blood in his hands and feel the weight of her body in his arms. When he closed his eyes, he vividly recalled the trembling of her chest when she took her last breath. Fuck you, fate. What the hell is going on? He closed his eyes and could sense his wolf's ears perk up at the talk of fate. The beast became less demanding when Renee showed up. The urge to hunt and run ebbed whenever she was near him. Corrin shook his head, trying to rid himself of the feeling. He refused to give in to those familiar emotions. I'm an immortal. Humans can't know about us, and they don't do well in our world. I won't make that mistake again. Renée strolled down the sidewalk, her nose stuck in a book. She didn't notice the flashing of lights and the police standing in front of her gate until she ran into one when she tried to turn into the yard. What's going on? She closed the book and stuck it in her purse before looking around. Shattered glass littered the yard and belongings dotted the sidewalk. Her newfound panic started to bubble up in her when she met the officer's sympathetic stare. Is this your house? Mine and another girl's. We're renting it from someone out of town. Her voice shook and her eyes swept over the disaster once more. Putting a hand to her mouth, she tried to back away, and the officer put a hand on her arm to steady her. Easy, miss. He waited until she took a few deep breaths to compose herself. The house was broken into, and items are scattered, some destroyed. I know this is rough, but I need you to go through and see what of yours might be missing. She swallowed. I need to call my roommate, too. She needs to see this. After a moment, she forced herself forward a few steps, flinching when a man called out her name. Relief flooded her when Corin started running towards her. His gaze darted between the officer, the house, and her. Are you okay? Physically, yes. She whispered and turned to continue back up the pathway to the house, going around a chair and a torn couch cushion. He followed her, but she refused to turn back to face him or she would break down. Someone was looking for something, he stated when they entered the house. The contents of the entertainment drawers led a trail through the room, heading towards the stairs. The other shredded couch cushions were leaned against the wall while the pillows had been gutted. Renée took a deep breath and continued into the house, 
going to the stairs. Corin stayed right behind her as she descended the stairs, coming to a standstill when she flipped on the light.